to the It'll Buff Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Grachowski, CEO and founder of Five and Fly LLC. What if I told you there's no set path on separating from the Army? If you are an active duty Army officer seeking to separate from the Army in the next 18 to 12 months, here's the deal. Stay tuned. The fact of the matter is, people out there are going to tell you that there's a set path to go on, whether that's pursuing an MBA or pursuing a certain internship path. There isn't. And here's what I'm going to tell you. You can write your own path. You just need to be able to filter through the noise. This podcast is going to provide you with interviews, one-on-ones, and personal experiences that help you create an azimuth to guide you on the path of separating from the Army. This isn't going to have all the answers, but it's going to help point you in the right direction. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for tuning in. It'll buff. Welcome to this episode of the It'll Buff Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Grachowski, and today we're going to dive into the concept of time. Now, you're probably hearing this intro and thinking to yourself, Daniel, what are we doing talking about a quote-unquote philosophical topic? But that's not what we're here to talk about. Philosophy is great if you enjoy it. There's a ton of podcasts out there, much better than this one. But what I want to come and talk about today is the time that you have on your day-to-day basis while you're either active duty service or if you're a veteran in a job thinking about getting a new job or pursuing a new career path. And this idea of time, if you've gone back or have listened to any of the episodes, you'll notice there's a recurring theme happening. And it's this idea of time. And again, we all recognize time is a finite resource. It's one of the non-renewable resources that we can never get back, right? You can't make more time. You can't get more time. You can't now, unless somebody has invented a time machine and wants to help some people out, that'd be wonderful, but you can't get more time. And if you've listened to some of these episodes, you've heard people stress the importance of using your time wisely. Let's go back to episode 39 when we heard from Jared Kajan and he really emphasized this idea. What he said was don't procrastinate. Don't wait till the last minute to either update your resume or prepare for a test or a certification or something along those lines because you never know when an opportunity is going to present itself. One of the things they talked about is he was getting ready to send his company off to deployment and had to go down to Texas and take the GMAT while he was conducting this training. (laughs) And if you want to go back and listen to episode 39, if you haven't listened to it, at the end of the day, and at the end of the story, he bombed the GMAT. Like he, he just didn't do well. And that's just because he didn't necessarily take the time that he had going into it. Not saying he didn't use it wisely, but 
he didn't take the time going into that test to prepare accordingly. And if you picked his brain today or reached out to him and networked with him, uh, which he's more than open to and willing to do, he would tell you just that, hey, if you are going to do something, don't waste your time. One of the most important things that I think the audience out there that can listen to and that I continue to tell myself is there's no better time than now. There's no better time than now to do something, whether that's to update your resume, register for a certification, apply for a new job, any learn a new skill, learn a new hobby. There's, there's no better time than now. And what's going to happen is the longer you wait, the more you're going to kick yourself in the butt for waiting. Now, this podcast is all about transitioning out of the military and um, is going to begin to focus additionally more on transitioning from career to career. And we're really going to encompass all of these things that go on out of transitioning out of the military and from career path to career path. And so this idea of time and how does it relate to transitioning out of the military? You know, to begin on this topic, there have been many instances where people, active duty service members will come to either myself or other individuals, and, and, I, and I know this through conversations that I've had with said individuals, a lot of people want to know, where should I apply to? What skill bridge should I apply to? You know, what certification should I go after? Uh, what kind of job should I pursue? And the first question you should ask yourself, outside of why am I even deciding to get out of the military, is where should I spend the majority of my time? Let's just put ourselves in the shoe of your average military service member looking to transition out of the military. Okay, let's create the scenario here. Let's say you are in the military and you're nearing the end of your service commitment, whether that's four, five, six, seven, eight years, whatever, and you're finally coming to yourself, you've talked to enough people, you've talked to your community, you've sat down and really internalized, okay, this is the direction I want to go. You know, hey, this is why I'm getting on the army. Here are the reasons why. And here are the things that I want to strive after. You you do all this and you have 24 to 18 months left. Now, where should you spend the majority of your time in that? Now, let's let's put it, when you still have... 24 to 18 months left in the army, you're either A, going to be at some sort of additional army education course, which is could potentially be captain's career course. Um, I mean, really, it's kind of captain's career course, or you could be uh, deciding to V-tip into a new branch. You can go to a recruiting station. You can go to basic training, XOPL time. Or, or you are in that PL time and you are kind of starting to wrap up those duties and you're going to probably more than likely going to be the senior lieutenant on in the organization. And so you're probably going to get thrusted into either a staff job, 
of some sort or depending on your branch and additional duties that you can and roles you can take on might get thrusted into another role somewhere else. So you, you still have for all intent and purpose, you still have a quote unquote, well, for the military, six to five job, right? You are still going to be doing your military duties and responsibilities during that time. So what does that leave you? That leaves you, I don't know, depending on how motivated you are to get up in the morning, which if you're like me, you know, I had to get up at zero five because I live down in Austin and commute to Fort Hood, now Fort Cavazos, but I can't, you know, I'm driving, so I can't get on and do much of anything in regards to transition. So then that leaves you your lunch time, your lunch, quote unquote, lunch break, if you get one. And, or that gives you from, let's say it takes you half hour to drive home. That leaves you 5.30 until you decide to go to bed. So that leaves you four hours every night for really the foreseeable future until you actually drop that refrab packet and you decide to pick the skill bridge that you want to go on. Now, think about it. That's four hours potentially three to four hours a day. Um, and it's probably more like one and a half, two. And so that's, you know, 10 hours a week, assuming you do spend two hours every day dedicated to getting out of the military. You know, that's 40 hours a month. If you really think about it and really boil it down, that's not a lot of time. And the fact of the matter is, that's assuming you have five days a week of not staying late in the office and having to prepare an op board or a con op or, you know, QTBs or, you know, whatever, anything the military throws at you. And so you have very limited time. And so if you're thinking to yourself going into this, oh, I have plenty of time. I can just do this tomorrow. You never know what tomorrow's going to hold. I don't know how many times, especially for myself, let alone under individuals where People knew I wanted to get out and I was the guy that had to go OC some training or pull this staff duty or go to the field because this individual messed up or supervise this thing or go to this meeting or do this training, right? And so these 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 weekdays and, and these weekends that you thought you were going to have to participate in getting out, separating from the military activities no longer are available. And so, again, there's no better time like now. There's no better time like the present to begin doing what you're doing. So now that we kind of create that scenario and create a picture for you thinking about or going through this, you're probably realizing, oh, shoot, Daniel's right. I don't have a lot of time. And every time I put something off, something ends up happening and then I lose the time that I had and I'm wasting it. So the moral of this story up front is don't waste the time that you have because you're going to want it back. I promise. When I when I transitioned out of the military, I definitely procrastinated in, in some of those fields and networking and doing all that stuff. And that was the biggest thing that I kicked myself in the butt on when I left Fort Cavazos on June 3rd, 2021 with a DD-214 in hand and no, no cat card, right? Like, it's real. I... Again, and you guys have heard my story, if you listen to episode 42, the pilot episode, episode one, you know my background in that I was unemployed and that I was now playing catch up, right? And and if I had I not put off to tomorrow what I could have done today, I'm not saying circumstances would have been 
better, but they probably would have been different. I probably would have had a little bit more, a little more people in my pocket, more people that I could talk to. I would have had a plan. And so there's that. Now, now it goes to, okay, so we've laid the foundation, understanding that we have limited time available. And so with that limited time available, now where should I be spending that time? And uh, if you follow us on the Five and Fly LinkedIn company page, um, great. You saw the post that we posted. Um, and so you probably know where I'm going with this. If you don't follow us on LinkedIn on the Five and Fly company page, go do it. Type in Five and Fly and it'll pop up. You'll see uh, our logo and give us a follow. We're posting daily, weekly content that's extremely beneficial to your separating out of the military from active duty to civilian life. And we're also, again, like I'm talking about, we're starting to get into talking about transitioning from career to career or career to MBA or or any of the other transition topics out of the military because you've heard me start to mention in some of these episodes that the separation from the military doesn't just stop once you get your job. Finding meaningful, purpose-driven work really is a a career lifelong experience for us military service members because we just have a different set of ethics we have a different drive we have different values that do in applying for jobs set us apart from our peers in the civilian world but it also this internal driver and you and if you haven't transitioned out of the military and you're starting you don't bank on your first job being your last job or being the end-all be-all because it's not going to be. And it's not because it's not going to work out. You're When you get into the civilian world, you realize that you, you're, you're no longer stuck to one set career path. And you start to kind of look around and see, oh, I don't just have to be a project manager or I don't have to be an operations manager or I don't have to be a consultant. You can go explore. You can go do whatever you want. The, the world becomes your oyster, so to speak. And so... All that being said, if you are following us on Five and Fly on LinkedIn, go do that. Now, the post that I'm referring to, the, the little infographic that I posted, breaks down and it's the where the time in your transition should go. And the number one place, and again, think of transition out of the military holistically, right? Not just getting out of the military, but continuing on through your time in the civilian workforce. Where should your time go? networking you're you are when you are transitioning out of the military or from job to job only as good as the network that you have established and if you look at today's corporate environment in regard to individuals getting let go or brought on a lot of that is happening in regard to a network that you are a part of. Now, I'm not saying that you need a network to get a job. All I'm saying is in that is it is, and I don't want to give an incorrect statistic, but it is multiple times greater of a percentage of you getting a job in in or at a company that you want to work at if you have established a strong network. Okay, so 
why should you spend the most time here? Well, let's face it, at the end of the day, it takes a long time to build a quality network. And I'm not saying to blast people and go just hit anyone and everyone up. If you go back to episode two with Hayden McMahon, we actually had a really good conversation on networking. And I'm probably going to bring him back on here really soon for another episode. So Hayden, if you're listening, heads up and be reaching out and we're going to have just an episode solely based on networking. But his wife kind of gave him a really good approach. And it was, hey, reach out to the CEOs of the companies that you want to work at and just say, hey, I'm a transitioning service member. I love your company. I'd love to be a part of your company. Here's what sets me apart from the people that are applying to be your company. Oh, by the way, if you have a Skillbridge program that gives you three to six months of employment for free to see if I even pan out, right? And so he, he had that strategy. And so where it should take the most time is, is in the networking. And I would say before you even start reaching out to people, you should really develop a strategy. And you're probably thinking to yourself like, what do you mean by building a networking strategy? Well, you have to think of it this way, right? You can't just reach out to anyone and everyone and say, hey, I'm looking for a job in the civilian world. I'm transitioning out. Let me, do you have a job opening? Do you have an internship? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's, that's just not how you do it. When we're thinking of strategy, you have to think about, okay, what industry do I want to go into? What are, what are the values that those companies have? What are those, what are those people's lives look like? You know, um, what is the, what is the, the field that you want to go into, right? Or whether it's, whether it's sales, marketing, operations, project management, product management, HR, right? You gotta, you gotta kind of think through, okay, what are those individuals? And so you can go, I don't know, just type in a Google search, you know, what does it take to be an HR Specialist, what does it take to do ops management, project management in the civilian world? Kind of look through those things and think about, okay, here's the qualities, here's the values, here's the drivers, here's what's the indication of a, of a strong uh, person in this field. And then what you do is you sit back and you say, okay, what, again, going into this, you should have already established your why for leaving the, leaving the military. Then, so once you go into that, you then you go back to your why and you go, okay, my why for leaving the military is X. If you want to know mine, go back to episode 42, listen to that episode, you'll hear all about my why and, and, and how I came up with that. And then making sure it aligns with your why. And this is where it gets, this is where the strategy comes into play. Then what you look at is like, okay, what are the values that either A, that position holds or B, the companies that you're thinking about holds, right? So you go back to your why, you look at, okay, does, does, does this field that I want to go into match my why? Does it give me the opportunities to do the things that I wanted to do for my wife or the army? And that's some people that have come on to these podcast episodes like Jessica Baumeister. She just was no longer having fun. She just wants to go into the civilian world and have fun and learn and, and develop and grow, right? You have people like TJ Binkowski who just wanted to spend more time with their family, right? They, they were like, I don't care where I work or or the salary per se. Like as long as my lifestyle's roughly the same as it was in the military, then I just wanna spend more time with my family. And so again, whatever that why is, make sure it reflects with that. And then go just look at companies in those fields. Just 
And it's I just encourage you to look at, you know, the large companies, the Googles, the Microsofts, the Teslas. I look at you, I encourage you to look at the medium companies and then small companies, right? We're talking 50 to 200, right? And here's why I say to do that, because what you're going to do is you're going to get a feel for the different type of personalities that go into what place. And then you're really going to start to know, okay, you know what? I think I really like the medium, small, medium business world. I, I you know, I, I, I thought I liked the large business world, but I really kind of like the small, medium business. Then, then when you know, when you want to go to that, then you can start attacking those companies. And once you have realized that you want to get into those companies and you want to be in the small, medium business world, then you can start to really craft a networking strategy, right? And that goes into how do you reach out to initially reach out to somebody? How many times do you contact somebody to where you don't seem annoying or desperate, but you also are, are passionate about what you're doing? Craft that initial message, right? Just you can write something that you can copy and paste. That's okay. Like, that's fine. You got to think about it. Like, what is that, you know, think of like kind of like that, that Twitter that will, sorry, not Twitter, that X post now that you're just like, hey, here's a short blurb about me. And, you know, I want to get to know you and why you chose to work for this company. If you want some, if you want any of those um, templates, feel free to reach out to me at daniel5andfly.com. I'd love to share some of those templates with you. But craft those templates. And then now, this knowing what I know now, these are one of the things that I would have told myself to go back and do is you can get HubSpot for free. And you can get in the basic version of HubSpot, which is just a CRM, and you can track this stuff, right? And because think about it, sometimes you start to network to a lot of people. And if you're like me, I networked to hundreds of people. And I wasn't getting responses. And I was like, shoot, who have I responded? Who, like, you know, where, where am I at with this individual? So I'm not saying this to like, as like a salesy or marketing ploy. All I'm saying is to help you. It's really easy. You basically go to these companies, either look for people in your own alumni network um, or people who are US military, veteran, right? You can type all that stuff in on a Boolean search on LinkedIn. Um, and if you want to learn more about that, go reach out to Nebu. He has a Nebu Abera. He's got a really great um, resource for that. And just blog these people in, in HubSpot, you know, whatever, just write down their contact information and you can write notes contacted so-and-so on September one, uh, contacted so-and-so on September 5th person reached back to me on September 8th. And then you can start to create like, I mean, in a salesy way, you're kind of like, okay, these are like hot leads. These are people that are like, okay, yeah, these people are interested. And then you can really start to figure out, okay, now I'm understanding, you know, right? It's the 80-20%, right? Spend 80% of your time where 20% of the results come, right? And so out of the 100 people, there's going to be 20 people that are potentially really strong responders. Don't worry about the rest of them. Go back to those people. Don't keep trying to expand your network. And if that 20% doesn't work, then, then go from there. And again, this is what I'm saying in, in developing your strategy, right? Really sit down and think about, okay, here's how I want to go about this. Here's the flow of events. Here's how I want to stay in contact. And that's really networking. And guys, you should be, if you are wanting to transition out of the military, you should be spending roughly an hour, every free day or free evening afternoon that you have, 
you should be spending an hour of that on LinkedIn just because you should always be developing and growing and creating a strong network because when you have that first initial connection, the majority of the time, that first initial connection isn't going to be the person that gets you the job. They're going to know a guy that's going to know a girl that's going to know a guy that's going to know a girl that's going to get you. Then eventually that person is going to get you the job. And so it's, and that's why I'm also saying the strategy there is realizing that it, it takes 18 to 24 months to really get a strong quality network. That is a good foundation that again, even if you get a great skill bridge opportunity or you get a great job, you should continue to engage in that network and if that if those people are people that you can live near and 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 work in proximity with so you can continue to grow that network like by all means move towards those people but if it's not hey like hit them up on a phone call like have a beer hour i i don't know just continue to grow that network now on the post i've some of you guys that follow and some of you guys are that are always commenting i really appreciate it uh, Jesse Lass, if you're listening to this, I love Jesse's comment. And one thing that he added that I left off, and I was actually really, I really appreciate his input on that. And I think in its own way, this idea is it's kind of its own sphere, if you will. But where you should spend your time additionally, outside of the four things that I mentioned, he mentioned mentorship. And I mean, I, I can't agree more. I think mentorship is something that can be this is where you know it's kind of there's there's different worlds and different ideas around this but i think if you in in developing a strong network and then really finding profiles that fit the direction you want to go you can create a mentor out of that network um but really like that should be your main goal in networking is find somebody like your main number one goal and the whole strategy is picking one or two people who can be mentors to you. And then from there, potentially picking other people who are just helpful hands along the way to help get you involved in different organizations. Now, the second most important place, and this is really kind of a no-brainer where you should be spending the majority of your time, is resume building. Now, the reason why I say this is kind of second, second place is because you can, especially if you're leaving the military, you can only demilitarize and make your resume so perfect. And now again, I've I've talked to people in this and then you might disagree or agree with me, but if it were me, I knowing what I know now, there are some great paid resume, military resume help resources out there that will write you a very strong resume for any field you wanna go into. At Five and Fly, we work with Top Resume. And if you guys are interested in that, again, shoot me an email or reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'd love to talk with you and give you that 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 link. We'll give you 20% off of the initial resume cost. And those guys are very efficient. They will help you turn your resume around really quickly, craft an excellent professional resume that's going to help land you a job again in the field of your choice. Now, if you were like what I did and you reached out to your network to help you again, 
there you go, network and those people that help you build your resume, that takes time. Now, there are a lot of talented individuals who have gone from the military and have been in the civilian world for a while and understand the vernacular and the verbiage that not only sets your resume apart from your peers leaving the military, but sets your resume apart from, you know, quote unquote, competitors outside of the military. And they help you craft a resume that's going to set you apart for the hiring manager. The other reason this is important, because generally those individuals, if they've been at a company for two, three, four, five years, have hopefully at that point in their career developed a strong rapport within their internal company network. And hopefully one of those individuals is a senior or hiring manager. And what they will do is they will help you get your resume to a point where they would feel comfortable taking your resume to their senior manager or hiring manager and helping you get the job. And so now that's going to take drastically longer. And so again, ideally, it's kind of pick your poison in that. You can, I again, if it were me and if I were to go back and do it all over again, at really that 18 month mark, I would have paid the two, three, four hundred dollars, right? Because the price is much greater than the cost, right? You pay two, three, four hundred dollars to potentially not have to worry about not having a job down the road. It's a security blanket that I would have personally invested in knowing what I know now. Go back, pay that money, have somebody professionally craft you a really, really great resume. And then what you can do, and that can be your blanket resume, a really strong blanket resume. And then then once you start to establish your network, you can take your resume to those people in the network and say, hey, here's here is my resume. Is there anything in the resume that you think needs to be just adjusted briefly in order to give me a stronger chance of, you know, again, this is after you've established a comp, you know, a, a conversation and, and, and communication flow with the individual. And they're kind of saying like, Hey, yeah, shoot me your resume and, and, and we'll work through this. Right. Once you've established that, then you do this, but you send it to them and you just say, Hey, is there anything you need to tweak? And they'll probably say, Hey, you know, since you're applying for this type of position and in, in this type of industry, you should maybe kind of change a few things around and they'll help you with that. But then it's really quickly, instead of just spending weeks and weeks and weeks waiting for this individual to help you, you know, you got to send them an email, they got to look it over. Sometimes they forget to send it back, you send them another email, and they're like, Oh, yeah, crap, sorry, I forgot to do that. And then it's just this back and forth. You know, I would say that's the way to do it. You want to give you want to give that individual a again, that looks better for you too. it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, wow, this, this person's got all together, there's not much to change in your resume besides a few bullet points, you know, to help potentially make certain things a little bit stronger for that field or industry. So that is, and again, like I said, resume building, it's an initial push, if you will, right? I would say generally in the 18 to 24 month period, maybe total time, three months again. So, you know, for, for, for three months of time, spend, still spend that one hour night networking, always spend that one hour night networking, and then spend an additional hour catering and tailoring your resume to where it needs to be. And again, if you're looking for resume outlines, point like resume bullet points that have gotten, you know, my peers jobs at Venmo, Apple, uh, Tesla, uh, Google, Microsoft, reach out to me. I would love to shoot you those bullet points. Mine, getting a job at Worlds and other job opportunities down the road. Um, but reach out to me. Now, so again, you got it. Network, resume building. And then 
really these last two are two I would say they're more opportunity provided timed resources that you should go after. And the reason why I say that is because, and I, I had a person reach out to me and he was like, Hey Dan, how come I see all these people who project managements don't project managers don't even have PMP certifications. And I was like, it just should goes to show you, man, like if you have a strong network and your resume strong, you can land those jobs without those certifications. And so thus reiterating my point of, really, really, really focus on always having that strong network and then crafting that strong resume. Now, the reason why I say again, opportunity provided, right? You're, you should really be focusing on the network and the resume building. And obviously we all know that the goal is to like, I I was going to put Skillbridge in there, but I thought to myself, that's kind of dumb because it's, it's a set 180 days, right? We know how long that's going to take. And you're going to have to spend your time there anyways, but I'm kind of talking about leading up in that and after. Um, and so really the last two is, is the, the, the third place where you should spend your, the the most amount of time is getting certifications. And again, this is one of those bulk time spends. Um, and what I would say is if you do it right, um, you've already used the army cool program or you've used, uh, some sort of program, whether it's unit funds to get, whether that's a Six Sigma, PMP Agile, PMP just standard, any of those certifications, you've gotten those in the Army. If you haven't gotten them, then you register in the Syracuse University IVMF O2O program that is a program if you're inside that 180-day window um, you can get one of those coveted like PHR, PMP, C++, CompTIA, you can get all of those certifications for free. And the O2O program is a highly, highly vetted program and it looks really good. Um, And success rate, that's what I did. That's where I got my PMP certification. Um, And so that's, again, getting certifications is something that's kind of like a tertiary thing when it comes to really transitioning in the military. And the last thing that I would say put on there, and and just because I've had questions of of should people go to this, and I would say spend very limited time. And this, in in most instances, is a last case, last ditch effort in landing a job. Um, And that's attending hiring events. Um, Again, it just goes back to if you've, if you, if you, paid the pain of discipline in networking, building a very strong networking and sorry, building a very strong network, attending a hiring event really shouldn't even need to be on your radar. Now, what I will say is, right, if somebody in your network says, hey, so-and-so, we're going to be setting up a company booth, I highly advise you go to that hiring event to speak to this person then you should go. But outside of that, I mean, there are some really great hiring events and unfortunately they're sporadic in their timing. Um, And that's another reason why I wouldn't rely on them because obviously no transition is the same. And so for you to say, Oh, well, so-and-so went to, you know, this, the service Academy uh, hiring event and they did really well. It's like, well, that might not line up with your schedule and then you're going to miss that opportunity. And then, 
you, you know, again, there obviously is multiple events. There's online events. If you, and this kind of goes back into networking, go follow the company pages that you want to go to and, and try and find their skill bridge pages. There's always going to be, um, there's always going to be events that are live hosted on their LinkedIn pages that you can just tune into and listen to and, and they will record attendance. And if you are consistently going to those events, then it's going to be one of those things where, oh, uh, so-and-so's come to a lot of events and then the, the talent manager is going to reach out to you or et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen all the time, but it just looks really good in the grand scheme of things. And so that's really it, guys. That's where you should spend your time. Now, those are really, I would say, the four big blocks. The fifth one being that mentorship block. But again, for me, that falls into the network. If you're networking and your network is strong enough, you're going to get at least one or two mentors who are always going to be there and who are always going to check in on you and make sure everything's going well and are going to be a champion for you if they're not. Um, and so that's that in that neck of the woods. Um, yeah, guys, time. It's. I would just say I would encourage you to not feel rushed, but act in a way as if you are rushed. And as military service members, a lot of what we do is just moving with a purpose. And so I would just say, even if you're at that 24 month to 18 month window from transitioning out of the military, there is still a necessity there to move with a purpose. And again, the reason why I say that is you just never know what's going to happen in your military career. You can just be going along all fine and dandy. And the next thing you know, you get deployed. Or your your or you're banking on a Skillbridge pro you're banking on a Skillbridge internship, and you're like, oh, I'll just network while I'm in the Skillbridge internship, and then your commander comes back and says, hey, no, like, we need readiness, like, I'm not gonna approve this. You know what I'm saying? And so then you just waste, right? That's your last six months. You just wasted potentially 12 to 18 months of not networking because you put it off until the six month window. So. The best piece of advice I could give you guys listening to this podcast episode is do not put off today or do not put off to tomorrow to what you could do to today. That's something that I struggled with getting out. Uh, that's something that I wish I would take more advantage of. Now, even when I did start to do that, I experienced a lot of trials and tribulations in that, but that's an episode for another day. Guys, I really hope you found this episode extremely knowledgeable. Um, Time is is one of those things, again, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, you, you're not going to get it back. So don't waste it. I know it's daunting. You're thinking to yourself, this is a pointless, wasted effort. But it goes back to the, the pain of discipline as opposed to the pain of regret. Either it hurts going through it or it hurts significantly more after you fail to do so. So just sit with that in your mind. If you are looking for a network to hop into, or a community to be a part of where people are encouraging one another, come check out Five and Fly. We'd love to have you. Again, go follow us on LinkedIn. I'm always posting skill bridges of the week. I'm always talking to HR and, and talent managers to get really ease this barrier of entry into companies, right? My goal is to get a, as many skill bridge opportunities out there opened up for you guys in, the, in all the different business levels. Um, and then, really go from there guys and so i thank you for coming along with me on this journey i really hope you found the information 
on this episode. Extremely insightful and knowledgeable. Guys, I look forward to the next episode. And remember, at the end of the day, no matter how all this pans out, it'll bother. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the It'll Buff Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I really enjoy having them. Here's the thing. If you liked that episode, please do a few things to help me out. One, go save this podcast. Put it in your library. I'm going to be releasing one episode a week, every week, here on Forward. The next thing is go to fiveandfly.com and take the survey. It'd be really helpful for you to take the survey to help paint a picture of where each member that is separating from the military that's interested in this community is at. There's all kinds of questions, things that I've covered from previous episodes, so please go take the survey. Third, please go schedule one-on-one on the website. I'd love to talk to you and hear where you're at in your transition journey and help at least put you on the right azimuth and potentially work with you for the, for the future to come. Lastly, if you or somebody you know has a separation story that you would like this community to hear, please reach out to me so we can schedule that story and I'd love to have you on the podcast. Again, this is a community by you guys for the people that are coming behind us. The goal is to make each person that comes behind us as they separate from the army have a more successful path than we did. That's the goal. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed and remember, it'll buff.